Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. That didn't sound so clean, did it? <laughs> Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my co-host. Jesse Sandoval. What's up, guys? The hardest part of the pod is for me to start cold and then hit the crowd with LA clips for him. It's the hardest part of the pod. It's, it's the, weird because it's not really cold, right? Like we we sit and we chat for like 15 yeah. minutes and then we go into it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the energy I'm trying to bring. And then it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's It's the hardest part for me. And then I have to talk again for another like 45 minutes. And that's also hard because we're not, we're not English language is not our, uh, it's not our best attribute. No, it's not. I have no vocabulary whatsoever. Either. I, I don't, I, I don't have vocabulary either. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, how are you doing, Jesse? I'm doing, uh, okay. Real answer. Uh, when it comes to Clipper fandom, pretty terribly, but outside okay. of that, Life's going pretty well. Yeah. Like, if I can be honest with you, I'll be living my life, doing my thing, you know, being at work or, you know, just hanging out with my wife, my dog, you know, just doing, you know, just living life. And then I'll get, you know, a bunch of just like anti-Clipper stuff. And I'm just like, oh, man, you know, like you're just, you're, it's ruining my uh, perfectly normal day (laughs) talking about the Clippers. And uh, and then the Clipper game will be on. I'm like, oh, this is not making it better. Clippers, like, just just cancel the rest of the season. <laughs> but it's uh, I don't know. I'm 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> it it could be better. Uh, at, at least we kind of landed off on a high note. I mean, if if the Clippers is arguably the worst thing in my life my life's doing okay you know all things considered true and like you said it was it a high note i'm gonna be a positive person and say it is you know hope isn't something that's you know you don't get hope because you're confident in something usually have hope because you're slightly not confident but you want to believe in it right and mm-hmm. I think that's what the Clippers did in the fourth quarter against the Grizzlies. It's like they gave me some hope. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't all become Clipper fans because we thought this was going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's, you know, they gave me that that little bit of hope. And from there, I'm hoping by the time we record our next podcast, it's still there. But I would say every quarter before then for about a week, there was not very much hope. <laughs> no, no, it, it was all gone. It was depleted. Um, and it just seemed like all hope was just depending on how Ty coached. I mean, I, I feel like we have the assets, right? Like, no, oh, that, I yeah. I don't, I don't think we're saying there's a glaring issue with uh, what we need, right? We got the point guard that we, everyone wanted and he's doing well in my book. Yeah, he's doing what we ask of him. We have the backup center finally, and, and a great backup 
and a great backup center. Sorry, I'm mumbling a little bit. And Mason Plumley. So I just I, I don't know where to begin, dude. Like this is so confusing because like there's so many things that come from that last game, right? So many things. Do we want to quit in Tarantino it and break down the Grizzlies game? And then show like how we got to that point by furthering the story by going back in the week, or do we want to start from the beginning of the week and build to the Grizzlies game? Let's we gotta give context for the Grizzlies game while it's so upsetting. Okay. So I say we start from the beginning. So last week we did. The Ty Lu episode because we felt it was coming to an end. His reign with the Clippers. It was you. If you asked me in November, or October, I would have said like, "There's no way they're firing him. They're going to give him at least one more playoff run, and then if it's not working out, they'll maybe try something else." But the way this season has gone, I I I I was fully on board with the yeah. It's probably best we move on and we get somebody else. Like I could be hopeful and optimistic, but I could also still be very real with what's going on. You know, you, uh, that doesn't have to be black and white. You know, you don't have to be positive or negative. You could just be telling it how it is, right? Yeah. So then we play the Nuggets, right? And we're like, you know, they're number one seed. They're a good team. We took them to overtime. That's a positive game, right? And then we lose to the Timberwolves, and we're like, Ugh. all right, we shouldn't have lost this game. And we all said that game was important because we knew the back-to-back was coming up. And then we have a terrible outing against the Golden State Warriors, and I would probably say that's the defining game that I think just took, was, that might have been the final dagger in Clipper Nation's heart was the Golden State game. Mm-hmm. National TV, no Steph Curry, no Andrew Wiggins. We played all our dudes. And it we just we gave up like what 40 something points in the third quarter. And then we play the Kings on the back to back. And I I believe this is it wasn't correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse. Because maybe I'm seeing it differently than you are. The Warriors game was like Hey, this whole thing as a whole sucks. That Kings game, though, was officially like, let's find the scapegoat. And there's divisions in Clipper Nation of who the scapegoat should be. It's Kawhi is not playing in a must game. It's Paul George making comments or something and saying like he doesn't think he's he could be the front person on a championship team. It's Ty Lu, it's Lawrence Frank, it's Russell Westbrook. Like there, I feel like division started, and I I believe divisions were simmering for a while, but I feel like the Kings game is where the divisions were like, this is falling apart. This is officially done. I'm going to choose who I think the scapegoat is. You're going to choose who you think the scapegoat is. And we're not just, we're all just going to debate now <laughs> on what we think the scapegoat should, who the scapegoat should be. Yeah. The Kings game is really confusing. I guess. Yes. Because it, like, it was a positive game too. I yeah. Think we all, it was just like one of those things where it was just like, we, we walked away with a loss. 
And it was just another loss on top of another loss. Yeah, because I think we both agree that Ty coached pretty well there. Uh, yeah. Came down to crunch time. There were some mistakes on, on the player's part. But, yeah, it's 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 a mixture of everything. In that one game, there's so many things to fall. Like, it's annoying to see that Kawhi sits out, you know, knowing that it's a very critical game. That's one aspect of it. And I, and I totally agree with how people feel about that. And then we see Roku play and we see how well he plays. And we're just so baffled by the fact that we don't see Roku minutes that often. And now, you know, that alludes to the Grizzly game, but uh, we won't go there yet. Right. I feel like I'm pretty sure you. Yeah, we need to break that down as a law and order episode because I think we, we <laughs> I don't have the official timestamps, but we will go through the day of how that whole that whole thing went. It, it was just a wave of emotions. Yeah, um, like not even thinking of the Grizzlies game. The fact that Rocco played so well was just like, how have we not seen this the entire season? My my favorite part was like, uh, I'm probably gonna ruin it, but like my favorite part was your text, like silver lining. At least like Roku's gonna play. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, my my. I was like, I I texted silver lining. Roku proved that he should be the one that's playing. And then and what did you say in response? <laughs> like if he plays, yeah. <laughs> uh, narrator. <laughs> it's it's like all, it's like always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh Rocco DMPs against the Grizzlies. That's what the title of the episode would be. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh <laughs> it's it's just so frustrating. Um it's just like to me, like especially for the Kings game, is just like I felt so bad for Rusk because you know he plays another good game, in my opinion. And he doesn't catch the ball. It goes out. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just looking at him. like. And then Lakers try to push a narrative, right? Laker fans push a narrative. This is what happens when you have Westbrook on your team, right? And mm-hmm. it's just like, I feel like it's completely unfair to Russell Westbrook. Like, I feel like he's doing everything that the team wants him to do. And yeah, it just sucks. It's just we haven't had the dubs to show that he's been pretty decent with us for for a player that is bringing a lot of good vibes and for whatever reason that's a a huge selling point for our fan base still very divided on russ and we can make the argument that russ brings more to the table than a lot of the vibes guys we've had in the past (laughs) And it's just like it's it's just very interesting. I think we're just in a very cynical part of the season at this point, and you know, rightfully so. But mm-hmm. it, but it's just like we're divided on whose fault it is, and to be honest, it's everybody's fault. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's, you know, like I think we're all gonna look at a certain point in the season and certain things. Like I'll I'll give some pushback on some of the like you know this is how the season's all been all year in terms of like you know just we weren't taking it seriously from october which is like you know that's you know i'm not gonna argue against that but there's been moments this year where we've could have 
fix that because we were within arm's length of like third or second place and we just didn't do anything about it. Like the parody in the NBA is is for a few exceptions hurting everybody in the West to an extent. It's just not uh, hurting the Clippers. We're just super hyper focused on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. But so the frustrating thing to me is that although we st- yeah, we weren't taking the season seriously in October and November and December and all that. There was moments in January, February. You know, we went to that Kings game like a game and a half behind them. And then uh, we were three and a half games five days later. And now we're fighting for our lives to get back in the top six seeds. Like, it's it's just more frustrating that we've had opportunities to make up for a poor start to the season, an unserious start to the season. And we never took advantage of it. And now we're back to a point where we're on serious again. And yeah, if this, <laughs> is, if this is how we win the championship, man, <laughs> like <laughs> the Clippers chose the hardest path there. And yeah, it's, like if I know me right when I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. And well, I guess that's a good segue into this Grizzlies game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely so probably i've seen some good stand-up this year but probably the funniest joke i've heard all year was when i got the announcement of tyloo starting marcus morris in the starting (laughs) lineup for this game this this guy basically his job is on the line his job is on the line his legacy or whatever he wants to call it is on the line. What he what this clipper run he's had as a coach is probably defined on this game. And he goes back to the well and he's like, you know what? Rocco had a hell of a game against the Sacramento Kings. But Marcus Morris is suited to play. Let's do this. And I don't know what was that? Probably like in maybe an hour before game time. That we got yeah, he didn't that reveal thing. it right. Yeah, it was like he he did a press conference, didn't reveal it, and then like maybe an hour before game time, maybe maybe even less than that, we find out who's starting. So I laughed. I I was like, you know what, this is legit hilarious at this point. I'm not even upset at. The, I'm not. How can you be mad at that? You know, in, forget the tragedy, embrace the comedy. Let's do this. Like this is. If this is how we is it, if this is how Ty Lue wants to go down, I find it hilarious, right? Then the game starts, and Marcus Morris couldn't—he's just following uh, the Grizzlies around like a like a stray puppy in the streets, like just like <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's like looking for a home. Just you know, uh, he get beat on every screen. He would. Uh, just like the slowest players on the Grizzlies, just getting easy lanes to the basket, and you just see Marcus like following behind him. Might as well just go back on offense. You just go back and get set up on offense. You're you're three feet behind the guy at this point. <laughs> like, and uh, and so that's about the first quarter. But you know, we played we played well. You know, and, and minus then, the third quarter. You know, yeah, we played well, and then we gave up 51 points in the third quarter. And this is the moment here. Mm-hmm. Everyone, t- 
Ty Lue's not going to have this job. We're going to wake up the news on Monday morning. This is it. The season's over. This is this is people saying this is worse than Lob City. People are saying how this these guys are failures. This is this is it, man. It's over. And these sons of bitches in the fourth <laughs> quarter, right when we all fucking gave up, pull their heads out of their asses. Kawhi and Paul George play like fucking stars. <laughs> and they bring us back in that game. And we win that game. Now, was it against John Morant? I think that's the worst part. There was no John Morant. There was no Dylan Brooks. There was no Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. And we gave up 51 points in the third quarter. And everyone's like, this doesn't matter how this goes. Mm-hmm. And, then our, and then our stars just showed up. And okay. they and they did their thing. Like they they put themselves in a hole. They and they climbed out of it. That's can a positive. That's a positive sign, I guess. Can I can I say something? Go if for they it. were to do a thirty for thirty for probably the shittiest Clipper season ever, and it was this one, I want you to narrate it. Oh, when they when they're interviewing, do a fantastic job. When they're interviewing people, <laughs> I'm gonna. It's gonna be like Brian Andrew, LA Clips Forum, and <laughs> it's gonna make it look a lot more legit than it is. <laughs> like, like it's, <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I don't know. And that was fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, you know, back to the game. Uh, it's it's funny, right? We have two polarizing quarters. Honestly, I forget the first half. I, I, I it's, a, it's a mystery. I, I was I was about to recap the game quarter by quarter, and I don't remember it. Yeah. I know we went in. We went into. The third quarter, I think we scored five unanswered points at the beginning of the third quarter, and we're like, oh, "Okay, this is this looks good." And then mm-hmm. the rest of the quarter it just never happened. Yeah, so I I have the game on in the background, but I'm not listening. I'm not listening to it because uh, the volume was down, and I'm meal prepping. I'm making mm-hmm. all my food and stuff like that. I'm like, "Oh, it's the second quarter. I can score. Oh, it's pretty close." You know, not like not like it should be close, but I was like, "It's it's not bad." It's it's a frustrating Clippers game, right? You think this should be better, but you're like, you know what? It's not bad. All right, I'll I'll let them ruin it. But all right, right now it's okay. And then the third quarter happens. And that's where, you know, I'm seeing the chats. I'm seeing seeing the tweets. I'm seeing the texts. I'm seeing tweets. And we are just completely in the bed. I, I don't know how many times I can hear... Uh, the announcers say, "How can you let the guy who's prominent, like dominantly, like a righty, let him co- continue to the right, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like on defense?" Um, it was it was irritating. Uh, and then we have a great fourth quarter. It, it it was so foreign to me to experience a run that's on our end, on our side. Yeah. Right? And coupling that with how PG played in that Kings game, it seemed like kind of like, is everything fixed in Clipper Nation? Hell no. But it's a positive look that PG and Kawhi are looking like who they're supposed to be. It's just, can we get everything else to work? And... That kind of leads to the next thing. It's just like, I'm going to ask you, I want you to be brutally honest. Third mm-hmm. quarter is happening. 
are you upset that they won the game at the end of it? Because it was probably clear if they lost that game that they were going to fire Tyloo. Am I upset that we won the game? Yeah. No, no. Okay. Uh, I'm not either. I know, but I know there's a group of people out there that are kind of upset. I, I, I'm don't, don't get me wrong. Like I still want Tyloo. I still feel like Tyloo has lost his job and I, Mm -hmm. and I think he, he should have lost it. But am I upset with the Clippers, you know, winning a game? And it was a pretty critical game as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, to help them with their seating. I'm not going to be upset with that because I still think, I don't know, there's that Clipper fandom that's still on me, you know, that that glimmer of hope. There's always a chance. Right when you're out, they, they pull you back in. Exactly. There's always a chance. And and I'm hoping, you know, I am more than willing to be wrong. I I. I don't give a shit, dude. All my takes can be wrong. I don't give a shit. If the Clippers win the championship, fucking worth it. Because I don't uh, give a shit about being right. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a lot of people that will want to be more right than they want the Clippers to win. They want to be right about the rust thing instead of it working. They want to be right about X, Y, and Z. They want to be... The one thing, though, that I agree with everybody on is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it like this. There's some gamblers out there. You know, gambling could be an addiction. It's very serious. I don't we, know why I laugh because the Clippers are the last thing you want to gamble on. <laughs> yeah. But Ty Lu gambling his career on Marcus Morris in the fourth quarter. You know, that's you know, I gotta the courage. I don't know what it maybe it's maybe it's stupid. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> Ty when he played Marcus Morris that fourth quarter, I was like Man, this guy is. I'm trying. I'm trying my best not to use vulgar language. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. And my favorite thing was in the press conference or whatever after Marcus Morris is like, "Yeah, well, if you look at my plus minus, it's like, <laughs> okay." <laughs> I think that's the only time you ever hear Marcus Morris ever references plus minus. Well, if you actually look at my plus minus, I'm like. <laughs> You actually look at my advanced statistic, you know, I'm not, I'm not that shitty, but (laughs) (laughs) I just like, ah, dude, the most frustrating thing was just like not seeing Roku get any minutes again. It's just like, yeah, I don't don't know what to, I don't know what to say to that. I, I, I don't, I don't get what you're trying to do here. I don't get what you're trying to prove here. Marcus Morris isn't working out. It's, it's just, and it's fine. If it doesn't work out, that's why you're the coach. You make the tough decisions. You rode with them for four games straight, right? Mm-hmm. No one can say you didn't have enough faith in this guy before you pull the plug on him. The best part, and I kind of left this out of our little like uh, timestamp thing of the Grizzlies thing, was like the day after the Kings game or the, the night of, there was a report uh that said like the clippers are considering taking marcus morris out of the starting lineup so we were all like oh this is it and rocco just had a good game and then the always sunny theme played and it's like rocco gets a dmp against the grizzlies <laughs> yeah i feel like lawrence frank just like regrets not trading marcus morris <laughs> <laughs> like he yeah i i i actually think he probably does like i get the long-term plan of having that expiring contract in the summer so you could probably pull in a star and i know like hindsight's 2020 so we're probably all gonna look back and like hey remember when we were really frustrated with marcus morris in march 
But then when we get Carl Anthony Towns or something in the offseason, we're going to be like, uh, I guess it was a good idea that we kept him. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's I don't, I don't know if it's going to be Carl Anthony Towns now that I think about it. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ty is going to keep his job. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know if it's on a game by game basis. It's going to get to a point where it's going to get so far into the season that you just got to ride with him, no matter how it's going. Like a mat, it would be the most Clippers thing in the world. Is just like you know what, five games left in the season, we're just going to fire him and then rock with some assistant coach for the playoffs. That would be certainly a thing, uh, but I don't think it's going to happen that way. If they were going to do it, they have to do it within like the next few games and if they decide not to then just gotta rock with them I guess I'm I'm pretty sure they'll just rock with them till the end of the season um I have a theory and I've mentioned it before I think Ty wants to be quote unquote smarter than everybody and I feel like he's going to pull some some stuff off in the playoffs like he's going to officially play Rocco over Marcus Morris or something and he's going to be like, see, this is why I, you know, allowed our team to go 500 in March <laughs> so he could do this. And we're and we're going to love it. And then he's going to have another decent run in the playoffs. And then we're going to hope he comes back next season. And then we're all just going to be frustrated with him again in the regular season. Like, I, I have a theory that that could happen. Like, if Ty Lue has another really good run in the playoffs, like... Well, all Ty Lue has been doing is just like lowering our expectations just so we're satisfied with what he does. <laughs> like, it, it, it's it's low-key genius. Yeah, I'm at this point. I'm just like, come on, just get us to the playoffs and show me what we can do there. If you're just a playoff coach, then show me. <laughs> it's like, if you think about it, the Kings could be a scary matchup because they're super young and home court advantage for the Kings is really good. And, you know, getting behind the light, the beam thing. But if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season that the Clippers would be playing the Kings in the first round of the playoffs, I think we'd all say, like, that's what we want. Hear me out. I might be getting too inside baseball on this. But <laughs> if we steal a game at home, then it comes back to L.A. And then we're in position to possibly win the series there. Like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying this is how I would plan for the rest of the season, but it seems very Ty Lue to not do the thing that he's supposed to do during the regular season and then picking a really bad seed for the Clippers to obtain so they could have maybe a more because they did it before uh, though remember that. yeah they, the, they they chose the four seed so they could play dallas and then the jazz you're right like it's 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 super tyloo of them like to get and ahead then of the, himself, yeah and then to do it again to play the kings and then who's to say what's going on with this john moran thing what if you're playing a john morantless grizzlies team in the second round mm-hmm and then all of a yeah. sudden we're like, man, getting the sixth seed was the smart decision. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're over here like telling everyone, uh, telling like Lawrence Frank and Steve Ballmer and all of them to fire Ty Lue. And who's to say that this isn't how it's supposed to go? Like it's, was... it's, I'm, this isn't even hopeful speaking. It's me being utterly frustrated, but like 
seen like you know maybe the silver lining the glass half full or whatever like eh, who knows like i i feel like a a john morantless grizzlies team would lose the first round but you never know yeah it's just i don't know it gives me that vibe of like uncut gems he's like this is how i win like (laughs) (laughs) like like, this is silu and he's looking at marcus morris get like beat on defense like this is how i win this is how it gets done it's just like if i can if i can try to put it like in my description like how i'm feeling this like yeah i'm happy for the win i'm optimistic now like i i i i hope we get into the dance with a chance of you know tyloo telling us all you know you guys are dead wrong and then getting us to where the promised land right Mm -hmm. but the way he's going about it just makes me so frustrated with him oh i know absolutely and like i i think that's the only way i can describe it it's just like I want to see what you can do in the playoffs, but the way you're getting there, it's making me not want to be there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to be on this ride. What if we go to the play-in <laughs> and we get the seventh seed and then we play John Morant less Grizzlies team in the first round? I don't know. I, I think John Morant would be back by then, but you never know. Like, this I, whole John I Morant just... thing's so up in the air like uh, you know what i think the nba will pull some strings they they'll slap him on the wrist it's his first time doing something like that waving a gun uh, i'm not condoning it in any way but uh nba wants to protect his product they want to make the playoffs enjoyable get the views um so i think they won't give him that much of a you know that large of a suspension I person uh, I personally think if it was just the IG video it would be a few games, but I think with the story of what happened in the summer about him uh pointing at like a seventeen year old kid or something, the laser pointer thing with Indiana, and now the fact that they're just it, it, I don't know if it's proven or whatever that he might have had a gun on a plane. There's no timetable on when he's gonna come back. So you're right. I if I had to put money on it, I think he's coming back for at least the playoffs. Yeah. We're not gonna play a John Morant list team in the playoffs, but who, who's 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 to say with with more information what what's to come from it? Well, yeah, I, I know one of them was like was being scrutinized about the kid that he put a gun on. Uh, I thought I saw an article saying that that the cops investigated it and pretty much the family that did it had a history of trying to like you know put their put themselves in a situation where they can sue people. Mm. so you know that kind of you know i'm if it's true it discredits them right um if we have that kind of history unfortunately if it's i I, if it's true you know i hope they have the justice uh on their side but yeah i just don't see it happening so i'm i see him being at least for the playoffs for sure so shouldn't be shouldn't be prepping for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i just it's it's their young star in the making, right? It's one of their like future stars. When LeBron James goes, he has the potential of being that person uh, next to Giannis, next to Luca, right? So I don't know, um, but to me, it's just like, dude, it's like we're so we're still pretty far away from the game, like to for, to figure out like how are you gonna who you're gonna match up. It's it's up in the air because. There's too much parody to even be planning for that. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, that's rough, dude. I don't know. Maybe Tyler's playing like nine dimensional chess or something, and we're all just looking on nbastats.com or something. Well, I can tell you right now, Roku is not on that chessboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he threw away that piece a long time ago. <laughs> uh, um, I just. I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, he he had a small. I'm gonna stick to my theory that he's saving Roko for the playoffs. I my first theory was he's gonna get traded. He didn't get traded. So my my next theory is he doesn't want teams to game plan for Roko, and then he's just gonna throw Roko into games in the first round, and he's going to use Roko as like I I don't know, but that's my theory. Can't wait till I'm wrong. Can't wait till Morris plays 25 to 30 minutes in the playoffs. And he's just, you know, following Kings players around on the court. I hope he has the same energy. If he goes negative 20, <laughs> I want to oh, that yeah, I, I, I was like, hey, you guys should look at my plus minus and it's like minus 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like you said. Like... <laughs> I saw like another stat. I forgot who posted it where it says like, uh, Marcus Morris or something. Marcus Morris or Paul George and Kawhi or something has a like the that trio has the highest plus in the like when there's not a center on the court or something and yeah, it shows that, that Marcus thing. Morris with those two players because of the spacing is actually a plus for the team and I'm like Ugh. I think that was Law Murray like I don't know I don't know what compute what what computer is watching these games. <laughs> but but it, it's I, not it's not pretty. I genuinely want to know what 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 you know goes into these factors when they're giving plus minus. Um, it's it's just if you're on the court, is your, it has your team scored or not scored? That's it. That's what a plus minus is, dude. It's like if you're on the court and the Clippers go on a six zero run, your plus is six. If they go, if they give up like another ten points after that, you're a minus four. That's basically what a plus minus is. So when Marcus Morris is like, oh, "Did you guys see my plus minus?" It's like, bro, you were just on the court when Kawhi and <laughs> Paul George went for a combined seventy six points. <laughs> what the f- are you doing? Yeah. Sure, not sure as hell. You were not playing defense at all. <laughs> no, like. Uh, you 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 basically you're the reason why Kawhi has a minus two. <laughs> when he got blown by, I heard your knee squeal. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Marcus um, Morris plays like how I play when I play rec league ball, and I twisted my knee a little bit, and I was like, you know what? It's not gonna play defense for the rest of the game. <laughs> he's all balance play- passes from here. Yeah, and he's been playing like that since Christmas. <laughs> like, I guess that. That fish diet isn't really helping him, right? He he's playing like, is it worth the medical? Like he, Marcus Morris is playing like he's gonna have to pay the medical bills for his injury. <laughs> he's like, uh, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, who's coming up next for the Clippers? We play the Raptors on Wednesday. Raptors, okay. Let me uh, ask you this: Is it Russ's fault why we're losing? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think it's too harsh on him. I, I think. He's been playing good. He makes I mistakes, so. but everyone does. Like, if if Paul George is going to throw the ball out of bounds, then he he deserves the same slack that Russ would for not catching a ball. Like same stuff. Like, um, I, yeah, I don't. 
I felt <laughs> he's been, he's been good for us. I agree with you. Um, but <laughs> my whole thing is like I get kind of irritated hearing like when when Russ was doing those like doing great for those first three games, and, and everyone's like, oh well, it wasn't Russ. It was you know my my concern was Ty Lue. and then all of a sudden you know Russ has a bad game probably his worst one and goes like well here the, you know russ was a bad player you know like and <laughs> yeah. it's just like well it's just like stick to stick to the take dude <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but yeah i think russ has been doing really well i everyone said he's going to come in with some toxicity level and i don't think that's the case and i feel it feels like every clipper loves him Every every teammate that he's had in the past has only said good things about him, and even so, some people who weren't his teammates. So for people to think that like this guy's a head case or something like that, I I think he like his desire is obviously he wants to put himself in the good light again. You know, like mm-hmm. pe- being the Lakers have really has really uh, had people question his career and who he is as a player, and people forget like how good he was on OKC. Um, and everyone's concern was this guy comes in, you know, he's going to take reckless shots. Um, you know, not everyone. I'm not every, everyone else had some good points, you know, his lack of offensive side, but his knucklehead ball kind of like he like takes these really bad mid range shots. And, you know, to his credit, he didn't, you know, like mm-hmm. he constantly looks for Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George. He knows his role. He is the third option. Technically speaking, I guess that's how Ty Lue has him running it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's looking to get other people involved. Um, but you know, obviously, his lack of shooting does, you know, does hurt us sometimes. It hurt us in, against the against the Golden State Warriors. But Ty Lue should have helped us with that, right? Yeah. Sometimes as a coach, you gotta look at something and try something new. Yeah. Um. So, for some, so. We've both been very vocal about this, but you've been very vocal about this. Is um, the Clippers' lack of transparency? Uh, <laughs> Paul George has he has his own podcast now. He's been on a podcast in post games, uh, in interviews or pregame. Like this man has been talking, and there's been a lot of transparency. Are right, do you feel like we're turning the curve? Like we're we're now uh fully transparent uh basketball team jesse are are you excited about this i don't think we're fully transparent all right i think all all those times you said i hate the clippers for this now you can say i love the clippers because paul george is basically airing out all the dirty laundry you know what in order for me to take my take back what i said i, I need Kawhi to have a podcast too oh to be honest <laughs> i'm all for it the claw cast dude the pod claw uh, we gotta we gotta figure. This. Can he even use the claw anymore? Or is that still a Nike thing? The fun guy pod. There's a, there's options out there. I would listen. To yeah, that. yeah. I would. Uh, you know what? It. But I picture the meeting like really short. Like I feel like most of it's gonna be commercials, and he's just gonna say like two cents in there. <laughs> uh, uh, Kawhi is gonna get all the ads, and then he, and he's just like he's gonna do like, <laughs> uh, and then the ads gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, he's gonna drop the podcast, and it's just commercials, and that's it. And because he took the day off, <laughs> <laughs> he's the type of guy who's like, "I'm gonna do this weekly, and then uh, skip a few months." 
Yeah, you know what? I'm all for it. I like hearing players' perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I always enjoy the podcast. I think people had a huge issue with him saying that he's the number two. He said it in earlier in the year. I I don't understand why people are so surprised that he's saying there, it again. There was a lot of context to that too, because uh, it, it basically yeah. he was saying like everyone in the league's teaming up, so he realized he can't be the number one on a team to win a championship. Mm-hmm. He he didn't like say like oh man I'm a role player, yeah. <laughs> like it's, uh, so yeah, I, uh, it takes a lot of honesty to do that, and him to go out and say like you know I feel like I couldn't plant my foot earlier in the season and now I'm feeling a lot better, so it's good you know I'm for I'm for uh players uh coming up with hobbies like if if uh, if uh, if us two dumbasses could have a Clippers pod. Then Paul George could do whatever he wants, right? Actually, has a career in NBA, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could tell me what what I'm wrong with. It's all good, as yeah. long as he's on the podcast. I'll be I'll be amazing. He call me like a dumbass, but uh, if he's on like this forum, if, I'm all if, for it. If any Clippers player wants to come on our podcast and just totally insult me, insult us, <laughs> yeah. If the, if if a Clipper player wants to come on this pod and just insult us. Make us feel down about ourselves and make us completely, completely sad. Come on the pod, we 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 welcome it. Definitely. Um, uh, how would you feel if Mason Plumley came on our pod and basically said that you're a garbage piece of shit, Jesse? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'll take that. Too. <laughs> like, like, I think I just take it because he's like a lot taller than me and he. <laughs> on Zoom, you'd still, you'd still, you'd still take it. he just like grabs me through the screen and just like chokes me. I'm like, uh, you know what? He he can do it. He can do it. I I wouldn't be upset at all. You know, I'd be like Mister 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 Lee <laughs> <laughs> or Mister Plum. Um, <laughs> but if, um, if Bones Highland wanted to come on our pod and say you guys should stop doing the podcast, I would be like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> we'll bring it. We'll bring it back once you're no longer a Clipper. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate your honesty, Mr. Bones. Oh, can we get a petition that Bones Highland should have Bones on the back of his jersey and not Highland? I am absolutely with you. His his name's so tough. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He should be playing I, more minutes just because of his name. I want to talk to his parents. I want to I want to know what they're thinking <laughs> going through when they made that name. Like I, I believe that's not his real first name. It's like a nickname, right? Yeah. What's his real name? It's like Hank. let's see here um i'm already on wikipedia trying to figure out what an offensive rating is (laughs) um but as you're doing that you know i'll go back to the i'll segue back to the paul george thing you know Uh, nishan bones highland i like that name too that's really nice name Mm -hmm. um you know everyone goes back to the lebron james and d-way d-way taking the back seat right there can only be one number one and everyone prayed. No, I don't think anyone criticized that. I don't feel like they criticized it. I think more people were focused on LeBron going to Miami since Dwayne Wade stayed in Miami. I think people were just like, whatever about it, right? Exactly. I guess where, where I'm trying to go at it's just like he understands his place and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, he, it's not like he's playing garbage. <laughs> no, he's playing you know, really he, well. He's actually statistically, I think, having like one of his best seasons in his career. Yeah, so yeah, so everyone give him a break. Yeah, definitely. Um if anyone that should be in heat right now, technically. I'm going to say it. Hmm? It's Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. He's 
he's played well. Don't get me wrong. He's played well. But you would think on one of the most critical games against the Kings, he'd suit up, especially since he didn't play that many minutes against the Warriors, right? But do is that what we think or is that what we know? Like, we we knew Kawhi was going to play any back-to-backs this year. That's in the context, yeah. You think that okay, well, in general, if the Clippers aren't fighting for a specific position, mm-hmm. right? They're they're pretty good. They're pretty they're set, and you know the one through six, and it's fine. But you would think that if you're fighting for a better position, you would say, you know what, I'm a, I'm I'm going to play, especially since I didn't play that many minutes in the last game. Hmm. I don't disagree with you. I prefer Kawhi played. But he is the fun guy. And, and then he started off pretty slow on against the Grizzlies. So you would think that you're well rested. You should be fine. He he turned it up in the fourth quarter, but he didn't play that well in the first half. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but I'm not gonna like your take. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know who will. And you know, <laughs> yeah. I no, I, I do think there's like a like going back to like pointing fingers, like everyone's looking for the scapegoat. Some people are gonna choose Kawhi for his load management. Some people are gonna choose Paul George, and some people are gonna choose Russ. Some people are gonna choose Ty. Mine, I'm gonna the scapegoat. It's Jason Preston. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like that fifty mean. I woke up to uh to the to a video of of Floyd Mayweather to say Nelly fifty. I'm like, what the f- I do? <laughs> <laughs> he's over there playing the on the G League, dude. He's trying to get you a chip. Yeah, he's not doing a good job. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> that was our pod. That was Ellie Clipsworm. You can find our, pod- find our podcast where you find our podcast. Uh, you don't have to do a long ad, but tell them what's on the Patreon, Jesse. Uh, hey guys, we have a Patreon. It's a uh, three dollars for a subscription. Uh, on that Patreon, you'll find extra content extra content where we kind of cover the Western Conference, uh, other teams outside of the Clippers. And we also go through the G League as well. So we kind of discuss some young stars, uh, some young players that we have high hopes, high hopes for. And we, at some early in the season, they look like they're going to win the G League championship, but it looks like it's getting down. But yeah, we give you some, uh, some insights on there as well. And I know the Clippers at times don't give you a good enough reason. And I'm hoping we do. Because you guys could be doing anything with your time. But you're spending it with us. And we appreciate that. Q's Always Sunny uh, song. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> the pause. <laughs> I was on mute and I was gonna try on mute myself. Uh when I was muted, I was doing the the theme song or the outro for Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but I ruined the vibe. So you know what? We thank you guys. We know it's a rough season and remember misery loves company. So if you're sad, be sad with us. <laughs> there you go. We're out. Later. Later.